you know the vibes. Welcome back to another episode of the Hoop Genius Podcast brought to you by NBA 2K23. I am Mo Mootsy, the one and only, and today I'm not joined by BJ Armstrong for the first time on this show. We think this is episode 293, um, and it's his first time missing it. Um, he's got some stuff to take care of, so it's just me you're rocking with. I'll keep it short and sweet and give you everything you need to know about the NBA playoffs, everything you missed last night, and we'll have a little look at what's going to happen tonight. Now, last night, well, last afternoon, should I say, I love when they have early tip-offs. You know, 6 p.m. in the UK, beautiful. Beautiful. We had the Knicks. Madison Greg Garden was rocking up against the Cavaliers. And um, the Knicks took the win. 102 to 93. And the 3-1 series lead. I've got a few things to say about this. When the Knicks traded for Josh Hart, I said it was a great idea. Josh Hart plays hard. I know that sounds really stupid. But for a, a guard at his size to be able to rebound like he does... Um, he had two huge offensive rebounds in this game. It was fantastic. But more importantly than that, getting out on a break and scoring on offense, he finished with 19 points. But uh, they were led by Jalen Brunson, who dropped a 29-piece. It's interesting to me. You know, Jalen Brunson in the playoffs last year, when Luka was out, went into Utah and destroyed Donovan Mitchell's Utah Jazz. And this year he's destroying Donovan Mitchell's Cleveland Cavaliers. We'll talk about him in a sec. RJ Barrett contributed 26 points. I feel like RJ gets the big boost from being at home, more so than anyone else on the roster. Isaiah Hartenstein, couple blocks protecting the paint. Him and Mitchell Robinson were absolutely huge. They had, uh, Hartenstein had eight boards. Mitchell Robinson had 11 boards, seven of which were offensive rebounds. Absolutely dominating the glass. Whereas the bigs, I said they needed to be more aggressive in this one. They combined, in terms of Evan Mobley and Jar Allen, they combined for 11 rebounds between them. Uh, so they lost the battle on the glass. Um, the big thing for Cleveland in this one is Donovan Mitchell just didn't show up. He finished with 11 points, right? He he's made five field goals and he had six turnovers. This is a guy that everyone says is a superstar. I've never bought into the hype. I'm not saying he's not a star player. I'm just saying I don't have him in that top tier. You can go out and score 71 in the regular season if you want, but... I ain't got him in them top tier guys because top tier guys don't do this in the playoffs. 11 points in a game where you could even the series and regain your home court advantage and you have an absolute stinker. And yeah, it's tough now facing a 3-1 deficit. And this is not the Cleveland Cavaliers that came back from 3-1 against the Warriors. This is a very different Cleveland Cavaliers team. I don't know how the rest of the series is going to go. I expect them to win at home, but then, you know, Game six in the garden, you've proven you can't win there yet. So it's going to be very interesting. I think the key for the Cavs is, you know, these big men just need to be aggressive. They look timid. They look like they're being bullied. But, you know, it's an interesting night, right? Because Julius Randle, the superstar, allegedly, of this Knicks team, um, didn't play much in the fourth. Obi Topping got a lot of minutes and he made some great contributions. He didn't really start, show up in the stat sheet, but he was impactful. Julius Randle only had seven points in the game and refused to speak to the media afterwards. Now, your team has just won. I'd understand if you had just lost, but you've just won a game and you're up 3-1 in the first round in a series that a lot of people pick the other team to win. You should be happy for your guys. It's not the time for egos and it's not the time to make it all about you. I'm not a fan of that, Julius Randle. Um, yeah, it's peak. And the other thing, just to go back to Donovan Mitchell, um, they were completely exposing him on defense. You know, the Cavs, um, the Cavs were being forced to whoever Donovan Mitchell was guarding, the Knicks would just bring them up to screen for Jalen Brunson, uh, the guy guarding Jalen Brunson, and then they'd switch. 
and then Jalen Brunson would just blow by him and get into the paint. Now, if you want to see a breakdown of this, I did it on my Twitter, so make sure you're following me on Twitter. They did make an adjustment by bringing in Okoro to uh, kind of switch on those screens, or fight over those screens, rather, and um, play some defense. But Okoro, one for five from three, can't contribute on the other side of the ball. So that was the first game. That was the first game. Um, you have to, excuse me, my... Um, ridiculously tired it's past 6 a.m the sun has come up and it's large in part because the denver nuggets and minnesota timberwolves decided to go to overtime but we'll talk about that at the end uh the next game the kings versus the warriors the warriors got away with this one 126 to 125 it went down to the final shot let's talk about this one draymond green returned to the team but he didn't return to the starting lineup he decided to come off the bench um this game was really headlined by absurd shot making by stephen curry he was making some of the most ridiculous plays in that first half. Um, the Warriors looked uh, really dominant in the first quarter in the early frames, but the Kings did close the first quarter on an 11-2 and run to uh, kind of make the game a little bit even going into the second frame. Second quarter played out, and then what was interesting is most teams in the NBA, they start the second half with their starting lineup, but Steve Kerr opted to start with Looney and Draymond, double bigs, and put Jordan Poole back on the bench to start the second half, which was interesting. Now, the Warriors' offense is absolutely beautiful. You know, when that, things are all clicking, it's absolutely a joy to watch. Steph had 32, Jordan Poole had 22, Clay had 26, making some huge threes. Wiggins had 18, even Draymond hit, um, hit a couple shots. Uh, he was noticeably aggressive trying to score. I think that was purposeful because, you know, they didn't want to have two non-scorers and him and Looney out there. So he was really making an effort. His efficiency was horrible, but he did finish with 12 points. Um... But yeah, the Warriors offense, where they got the ball movement, the player movement, it's absolutely a joy to behold. The Kings in this one, they did look a little bit kind of, I don't want to say shook. I want to say they were just making uncharacteristic mistakes that we've not seen from them so far this postseason. Uh, you know, we're, we're talking about just, just simple things that haven't happened in games one, two, and three that kind of happened tonight. Or maybe they're in game three as well because they lost that one. But you know, the inexperience, the inexperience was kind of showing, especially in terms of their shot selection down the stretch. Um, Draymond played some clutch defense down the stretch and, you know, Steph Curry was great. There was an incident where Steph Curry called a timeout when the Warriors had no timeouts left and they were awarded a technical foul and the Kings got a free throw and the ball really late in the game. And a lot of people getting on to Steph Curry for this, but this was due to the challenge rule. He wasn't aware that if you use a challenge, you lose the timeout or, or whatever the rule might be. He wasn't communicated that by the coaching staff, so he still thought that they had a timeout. But then it came down to the final shot of the game and Harrison Barnes for the Kings. Before we get to Harrison Barnes for the Kings, actually, um, everyone knows that De'Aaron Fox wants to get to kind of that free throw line extended, crossover, pull up for the jump shot and win the game because he's the clutch player of the year. We've seen him do it so many times. Draymond Green did a great job, not only in cutting off Fox's dribble as a help defender, but he literally just stood on the area that Fox wanted to get to. So when Fox got there and tried to cross over, it just didn't work. He ends up passing the ball to Harrison Barnes for a three, and it bricks. Now, Harrison Barnes obviously used to be a warrior. A lot of people blame him for the 2016 finals in which they lost. So we're not even going to get into that because, you know, BJ is not here for me to troll. Uh, we're just going to keep it swiftly moving. The, the one thing I will say about this game is that the... By the way, doing these monologue podcasts are a lot harder than people think because I don't actually have a time to even take a breath or have a sip of my drink or anything. Um, but anyway, uh, the Golden State Warriors felt like they should be up loads, but the Kings were somehow just hanging with them. Like, they were in the game up until the very last shot, which was impressive, I guess, from the Kings. Um, 
but it feels like the momentum in this series has shifted towards Golden State. And I feel like they're going to come out and play this game five in Sacramento as if it is a game seven. Because if they can win this game five, I have no doubt at all that they'll win game six. Because you don't want to let it get to a game seven. Especially with the most clutch player in the league on the other team. The Warriors can't afford that. So they need to come out and have the game of their life. They've been awful on the road all year. Now it's time to bury those demons. And I think it will make a statement to the rest of the league. If when the pressure's on, you know, because whoever wins this game five, they then have two chances to win the series in game six and game seven. Um, it'll make a statement to the rest of the West if the Warriors can get on the road for game five and win that. Um, the next game was the Celtics and the Atlanta Hawks, 129 to 121. The Celtics, I was worried about them if they didn't take this game seriously, but luckily they did. Jalen and Jason had 31 points each. Derek White, Marcus Smart, 18 and 19 points respectively. Robert Williams, Michael Brogdon off the bench, 13 and 14, so a nice balanced score in attack. We saw some minutes for Peyton Pritchard. We saw some minutes from Grant Williams. We saw some minutes from Mike Muscala. So, you know, BJ will be happy about the extension of the rotation going in a little bit deeper here. The Hawks, you know, the Hawks are in a tough spot. They changed their... They changed their coach in the middle of the season. Their rosters, is it is what it is. We're not going to dive into that right now. Um, they're not built to win this series. You know, they won one game at home. Okay, cool. I expect the Celtics to close this out in the next one. The interesting part about this was after the game, the uh, DeJounte Murray of the Atlanta Hawks bumped a referee. Like, I think he bumped him with his chest or something. So I'd expect him to be fined and he may even be suspended for the next game. So that's one to keep an eye on, uh, unfortunately, for Hawks fans. And then the final game of the night, Devin Nuggets and Minnesota Timberwolves in an overtime game, 114 to 108. The Minnesota Timberwolves keeps their series alive and it's now 3-1 going back to Denver. Oh man, listen, I watched these games. I thought, you know what? Today, the game's supposed to finish at 4 a.m., and BJ can't do the podcast. Let me do uh, an early night. For me, in my world, an early night is 4 a.m. Um, unfortunately, um, they went to overtime. More fortunately, uh, the great people in the Discord uh, suggested I do a solo podcast. So here I am doing a solo podcast. Um, hopefully you're enjoying it. But let's talk about this game. If you're not in the Discord, the link is in the description. In the description. Yeah, I really need a drink, but I can't stop talking because it's just me. Um... This game was it was hilarious to me, right? It was absolutely hilarious. Um, basically, the Timberwolves were up. The Timberwolves were up quite a bit. And um, I thought, okay, cool, game done. Next thing you know, Denver goes on a 12 nothing run in like the final two minutes. And they have the chance to win the game. Jokic actually missed a free throw, which could have, um, could have helped them win it. But the game went to overtime. Carl Anthony Towns fouled out in overtime. Um, but let me tell you about this kid, Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards, I don't even need to tell you, because if you're a listener of the show, you'll know how I feel about Anthony Edwards and what a superstar he is. He's big time. Nikhil Alexander-Walker, it doesn't look impressive on the stat sheet, just eight points, but there were some timely buckets. He was doing it on, you know, both sides of the floor. Mike Conley's just a great, stable veteran to have on your roster. Rudy Gobert contributed 14 points and 15 rebounds. He did travel in a wide-open lane when trying to take a layup, which I found absolutely hilarious. Um... But yeah, Antiad was hit a huge three to kind of seal the victory late in overtime, I think, with 35 seconds left. And then the Timberwolves almost threw their lead away again, but they escaped with a win. Um, I was watching it, and as I saw that Denver 12 and nothing run, I thought, hold on, did someone just remind the Timberwolves that their tickets to Cancun are non-refundable? Are they trying to throw this game? But luckily for them, they won it, and they get to take a trip to Denver to uh, face elimination once more. So that was last night's games. Just to catch you guys up, because uh, I know not all of you stay awake insane hours like me. Um, tonight, we've only got two games on the docket. 
we have the Milwaukee Bucks and the Miami Heat. A very, very important game because it's 2-1 to Miami right now. Game four in Miami. And Giannis Antetokounmpo is still questionable. Now, I don't really know what that means, questionable. Um, but but it seems unlikely that he'll play because he's not really been scrimmaging and stuff like that. So without Giannis and with the Miami Heat having the home court advantage of their shooters being able to shoot, shout out to Duncan Robinson, and their new look lineup with uh, Kevin Love coming in, which I think is great and they should have done sooner. Um, I'm quite worried now for the Milwaukee Bucks because... I don't know. They, if they play like they did in game one and three, then it's really bad. But game two was just dominant. Like, feed Brook Lopez early, down low in the paint. Get your guys easy looks and then just lock in on defense. I know it sounds really simple, but we're going to have to wait and see what happens. I think things could get really crazy. And Miami take the 3-1 lead. Giannis returns game five, leads Milwaukee to a comeback from 3-1 down. That'd be great on his way to a championship. I'm just saying. Um, but then the next one, 3 a.m. in the UK, Lakers and Grizzlies. Boy, oh boy. <laughs> Dylan Brooks, man, you've got to bounce back in a big way if you're going to talk all that talk, then not show up in game three. I think LeBron and the boys handle business in that one. I ain't even, I ain't even too stressed. You know, hopefully John Rant's hand is feeling even better and he can get back to, well, I get back to, he had like 43 in the last game. But yeah, I'm rolling with the, uh, with the Lakers and the Heat, the two home teams. So we're going to have to see what happens with those. Uh, let me know what you guys are thinking. Hit me on social media. You guys know my Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. Uh, share the podcast around. You see the dedication. You see the consistency. It's 6, 16 a.m. The sun is up. The rain is on the windows. The birds are chirping. I am utterly exhausted after a week. Has it been a week of the playoffs? Yeah, the playoffs started last weekend, so I guess it's just over a week. I need to move to a time zone which can let me watch these games at a normal hour. So please do subscribe and uh, help me on my journey in this basketball media world. I appreciate all of you. Shout out to BJ. Couldn't be here today. He'll be back tomorrow. And shout out to all of you for listening. So um, appreciate that. Quick one today. Only 15 minutes. But hopefully that catches you up with what you need to know. I've been talking for 15 minutes straight. So I need to go and get a drink ASAP. And in the meantime, get buckets.